Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside. Today I'm talking with New Zealand Labour Member of Parliament, Shannon Halbert. Shannon is gay and he's been an MP now for 14 months. In this interview we talk about his perspective on a ban on conversion therapy in New Zealand and the future of LGBTQI rights in the country. He also reflects on his time in Parliament so far. Shannon Halbert, lovely to talk to you. This is my first interview with you, although I have met you before. How's things going? Hey, kia ora, Andrew. Um, things are going well. It's a it's a big start to the year, I think, you know, as we look out to our communities and the challenges that COVID-19 presents. And we're just going to hold fast at the moment to, to the light at the end of the tunnel and get through Omicron and get through it together. You're, uh, you're in recess at the moment, but that doesn't mean holiday, obviously, for an MP. Um, are you missing the protests now that you're up in Auckland? No, not at all. My family became quite um, concerned about my welfare when I was, was down there. I reassured them that I was OK, of course, um, being we go into lockdown when, we, when we're down there working. But um, they're happy that I'm, I'm up in Auckland and North Coast. And I love recess because it means I get to be out and about with my community, um, with my staff, and really doing the job that I signed up um, for, which is which is serving our people and our communities. Fantastic. So um, a few th- little things to get through, but the first one, conversion therapy uh, um, now act, I guess, once it's um, the, the assent's been signed. Um, I talked to Elizabeth Kerekere and uh, Lewis Wall last week about it. I just wanted your perspectives on um, on how that process went. Uh, because it was obviously very successful and uh, most MPs voted for it. What was it like from your perspective? It, it was a solid process and uh, our, our Rainbow community asked us to move at haste with it. We made a promise to have banned conversion therapy by um, Big A out of this year. So uh, the Prime Minister was very keen to honour that particular goal. Um, and we went through the parliamentary process, which at times felt quick for the community, but you can't rush any parliamentary process. Um, We heard a significant amount of um, oral submissions um, and those were, uh, some of them were inspiring, some of them were sad and hurtful um, and some of them I just couldn't believe at times what I was hearing and how out of touch some communities are. But the thing that I was really proud of, Andrew, and I talked about this in in my my, um, speech in the third reading, was how far that some groups, and particularly religious groups, had actually progressed. And I talked about the education, the role of education in in this parliamentary process that helped people to understand a bit more, I guess, the the needs and the rights um, of our rainbow community. And that actually, it wasn't such a big deal once you got got into the thick of it. And so I was impressed that they moved. And I was really happy that we were able to achieve another outcome for for our rainbow community and we've got a lot more to do and so it, it, listening to some of the stories of people that have actually gone through con, um, conversion therapy in the past what what was that like what what stands out for you uh, there, there was one story that a young maori man uh in wellington presented to us and and he talked about how he would cry himself to sleep at night because he didn't feel like he was worthy enough and in fact that he hoped that he wouldn't wake up in the morning in the same way um, in being gay. And that was um, an outcome of conversion practices. And it was the conversion practice that made him feel so bad that he didn't want to be who he was. Uh, And in fact, that that death or not to be alive was actually a better option than to live and be gay. 
that's that's really sad when you hear that story. And when you when you go back to the start of this process, you know, we kind of knew conversion practice was a thing. We'd heard about it. But um, as the submissions happened, we heard more and more evidence that confirmed for us that this was a living thing in Aotearoa, um, that people were practising. And as those submissions and, I guess, the awareness rose, that people also decided um, to stop practising. So that was an outcome of that particular process, that people who were practising conversion therapies um, started to to stop their practice and and make a decision not to proceed. And and that's one, one wonderful outcome of of banning conversion. Uh, what do you think is next? Because I know you have an interest in safe schools. Yeah. So yeah. What, what, um, what do you think the next steps are for, for um, the LGBTQ communities in terms of legislative stuff? Yeah, so, so my whole focus now is turning to um, our kids and our young people and if we can set up environments for them where they feel included, and so with that is working in secondary schools to ensure that they have inclusive environments. And I think that, that gender-neutral bathrooms are certainly first cab off the ranks to, to get that through with the Ministry of Education. But I don't think it's the only thing. We need to um, start, we need to continue the piece of work to, um, to develop teachers to ensure that they are practising an inclusive classroom that every child that, that is within their learning environment is able to um, learn and be who they are at the same time. So, so what, do you, what needs to happen? What, is there legislation or is it that you need to be talking with the ministry itself and with schools to, to make sure that this happens? Yeah, so, so the opportunity of, of being uh, part of a Rainbow Caucus in government means that we can work directly with the Minister of Education um, to enable the the ministry to progress some of the work that they are doing and um, and achieve that at speed. Now the next step um, after now that conversion practice is out of the way is is that we will be meeting with with the minister to ensure that 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 is included in the ministry's program of work and to establish some timeframes on when we can achieve that. Now there's a property discussion that, of course, sits with that and with allocated budget. So you know that's a process to work through. But what we get to achieve in government, I guess, is, is practical outcomes um, and ensuring that that by the ho- by the time that um, I finish up as as a member of parliament, or, or hopefully within the next term or two, that we are able to to have that established within our schools um, and to get the right support for schools to enable that. Can I can I just jump in there and say, are you, are you planning one term, two term, or do you want to go for a while? Yeah, I think it's every member of Parliament's intention to go as long as they're able to. And, and for me, I want to be there as long as I'm achieving outcomes, both for Northcote um, in my local area, but particularly for Rainbow people too. I, I see that happening, particularly in education. Um, but I also see it, see opportunity in, in the future program of work, um, the health reforms that are going at the, on at the moment, and and the the support that Rainbow people will um, will have as an outcome of of effectively a new new health model. And what we know about Rainbow our Rainbow community is that we're not all the same. That we need to to achieve some of the the real kind of human rights issues at one end. But we also need to ensure that we go back to the fundamental basics of what makes a good life for our rainbow community, that they have good housing in place, um, that they have uh, quality education 
and that they have access to healthcare. Um, and so those fundamentals are really important in, in what I bring to, to my role as Rainbow Caucus Chair. Because I know in your maiden speech you made it um, quite clear that you are um, th- these areas of, of not just for queer people but for, around mental health, primary health care, youth suicide, drug addiction, all of those things are, are important to you and things that you want to uh, address. That, that, that's right. They apply to every single person. Now, the next, the conversation that, that we, we are having and that needs to continue is, OK, if we're establishing um, health reforms, what does that mean for our rainbow communities and what are the expected outcomes that we are going to achieve? Um, and so Minister Little has confirmed that, that there is a piece of work sitting in there established um, for how our health system better serves our rainbow communities, and I'm really looking forward to being a part of that. And I know that that consultation is is happening um, currently. And similarly, we need to do that in education. I think now's the time to really push the boundary of of ensuring that all schools are inclusive and that we have the right facilities and environments to enable our young people to learn. Now, the Green Party has organised a petition. They want a ministry for LGBTQ people. Um, Prime Minister has basically said no, we think existing structures can handle that. Any thoughts on that yourself? Have, have the Greens lobbied you at all? Yeah, uh, uh, so certainly I, I talked to our Green members. Um, we can all run petitions. Uh, personally, I, I'm not a petition-happy pol- politician. Uh, I, I'm interested in getting stuff done, and, and the way that I can achieve that currently as a member um, in government is, is working directly with our ministers to ensure that we've got rainbow outcomes and our priorities. And I'm I'm looking forward to the upcoming budget um, and the work that Minister Robertson is doing in that particular space and what outcomes we we can present to our whānau out, out there um, come budget time. So, um, but so- I also just going back to, to the ministry is, is I think that there's a couple of steps to achieve that. We've got to be very clear as a community uh, what problem it is that we are trying to solve and therefore what outcome uh, we're wanting to achieve. And I mentioned that at one end we've got some real human rights issues and absolutely we've got to work on them. But what we what we don't want to do, and I think what the risk of establishing an a, a, a isolated ministry is, is that we we work in isolation from other agencies. What I think a step towards that could be is, is uh, establishing some type, type of structure that works across agency. Um, I, I suppose I'd look to examples like the Venture Fund, and I'm not necessarily saying that one, but uh, um, what the Venture Fund does is it works across the Ministry of Health. We need to work across the Ministry of Education through MSD, um, through, um, through uh, other ministries to bring together resources to collectively gain outcomes for our rainbow people. Right. And and so so you're not saying absolutely no to a ministry, but there are other ways that this could be achieved. Uh, I, th- I think there's a couple of um, shorter-term steps where we can achieve realistic outcomes rather than demanding a ministry here and now. Uh, and I acknowledge that we've only just established a, a ministry for our, for disabilities. That's a significant step. Um, and, and yes, we can look to that for our rainbow people. Uh, I, I'm not convinced at this stage that that is going to achieve the outcomes that we want. And there's probably other structures that can achieve better outcomes in the short to medium term. Now, my last uh, question, you've been in Parliament now just over 
a year, maybe 12, uh, yeah, 13, 14 months? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's it been like? Has it been everything you dreamed or has it been a challenge? What, what's kind of a, how's it kind of been working out? Uh, I don't think um, any politician that came in in 2020 expects, expected um, sort of COVID-19 and the challenges that that presented to, to weigh so heavily on our short time in Parliament. Um, the other part of that is is uh, I've got my training wheels off. I think the first year <laughs> I've learned so much, um, and and now's the time to really um, make that greater contribution. We've got a strong Rainbow Caucus in Labour that I'm really proud to lead, um, and I think the ability that we have to be out in the communities across the country talking to Rainbow people and feeding that back directly back to our ministers is is something really positive and I'm looking forward to to this year um, and, and and doing that work um, as a part of Rainbow Caucus. That was Shannon Halbert, a Labour Party Member of Parliament in New Zealand. Now on my website, andrewwhitesaw.com, you'll find lots more content covering the arts and entertainment, LGBTQI issues and plenty of my opinion. You'll also find a link to sign up for my regular and very informative newsletters if I do say so myself. I am Andrew Whiteside. Thank you for listening and I'll see you soon.